But first, we are learning more information about how the candidates in the mayoral runoff would approach city finances and the economy. WBEZ's Mariah Wolfel has taken a close look at the tax plans that have been put forth by both Paul Vallis and Brandon Johnson and more. And she joins us now with the details. Hey, Mariah. Hey, Sasha. Welcome back. Thank you. I'm <laughs> glad to be here again. So um, we know crime is top of mind for Chicago voters. But with inflation stubbornly high, Mariah, and fears of a recession in the air, understanding how the candidates will approach city finances, that's super important. So first, I want you to just give us an overview of what you and our colleague Tessa Weinberg analyze in your story that's now up at WBEZ.org. Yeah, like you said, crime has been a top issue along with schools, but we've seen a lot of talk about budgets on on the campaign trail recently with both candidates trying to convince voters that they'll keep, you know, their wallets a priority if they're elected mayor. And some of those topics include whether or not to raise property taxes, um, how each candidate plans to pay for their plans on things like crime and schools, and then also how the city is going to continue to make payments, massive payments to its severely underfunded pension plans. So let's start with property taxes then. Many city residents, they've said that they've seen pretty significant increases Right? Yeah. And this is a big issue for people. Um, you know, it, when you talk about people w- trying to get people to stay in Chicago, property taxes is the first thing that comes up for candidates and for residents. You know, if you are paying, a, a you know, 10,000 in property taxes each year, that might be a, that might be w- what um, pushes you out of the city. And so it's it's also a matter of displacement and, uh, you know, combating gentrification yeah. in areas. Um, we talked to some people who who are concerned about not being able to live in uh, um, the area of Little Village, where for decades their family has has owned a home. And so, um, you know, this is the first property taxes are a culmination. Your property tax bill is a culmination of multiple things. It's a culmination of um, the taxes that the school system decides to impose on homeowners to help fund schools. Mm-hmm. It's the city taxes that help pay for city services like libraries and, you know, employees and that keep the city running. And then also it's um, from the Cook County Assessor's Office and the way that the Cook County Assessor's Office uh, values homes and, um, you know, how that factors into They're your They're critical. So how are Vallis and, and Johnson saying uh, they're going to approach the topic of property taxes. What are they saying that they will do? So Brandon Johnson has been adamant about not wanting to raise property taxes. He says under his administration, property taxes will not rise at the city level. You know, the city controls one slice of property tax bill. So that means your prop that doesn't mean your property tax bill isn't going to go up, but it's not going to go up, you know, from the city's uh, from the city's slice of that bill. Okay. Paul Vallis has been a little less clear on whether he plans to raise property taxes. I think, you know, his intention is to not raise property taxes, but he says he has, you know, until he looks at the budget, um, you know, he said something like, I will not raise property taxes until I take a look at the budget and see if there's something else I can do here. Mm-hmm. Um, but one similarity that they both have on property taxes is they will both uh, detangle property tax increases from the automatic rate of inflation, which, um, you know, Lightfoot put into place where she tied the city's property tax increases to the rate of inflation to make property tax increases more predictable, mm-hmm. make them, you know, less of a political tool where you can just forego property taxes um, in an election year, which she ended up doing anyways, because this, you know, it gives them the ability. So to both these gentlemen say that they're not going to do that. Right, right. They, they would detangle it from the rate of inflation 
situation. So that means, you know, they would use some other calculator, some other analysis to decide how they want to raise property taxes, mm-hmm. with Brandon Johnson saying he wouldn't do so at all. Paul Vallis saying, you know, let's look at the budget and, you know, my intention, I'm committed to not raising property taxes, but there's yeah. some wiggle room there. And are they talking about this topic much on the campaign trail? Property yeah, taxes? It's, it's certainly coming up as, as a point of um, contention with Brandon Johnson trying to say, you know, a cap on property, because Paul Vallis has said he would put a cap on property taxes. The last time he was running for mayor. Right. right. And, and this time as well, actually, it's just not clear what that cap would be or whether he would raise property taxes and then cap them or cap them and leave himself a threshold to raise them annually. Um, with Brandon Johnson saying, you know, a cap's not enough. We need to say that we're not going to raise property taxes. And, you know, um, that that's just come up quite a bit yeah. on the campaign trail because people care about property taxes. So. You you quote an expert in your piece who said uh, the two candidates are diametrically opposed on their approaches to multiple issues. That's perhaps best illustrated by how they plan to pay for their priorities. Tell us more about what you Chicago's Justin Marlowe meant. Yeah, he said that, you know, it seems to be there that there's an assumption on Paul Vallis's part that there's enough, you know, more or less within the budget um, to to work with um, by finding efficiencies, by using funds in different ways. Whereas Brandon Johnson is um, proposing new taxes on businesses, on air, potentially on airlines, um, on uh, mansion home sales, the real estate transfer tax that we've heard about to help fund homelessness. And so I I think when it comes to finding new revenue, Brandon Johnson is is kind of at the forefront of of that sort of budgetary plan. And and Paul Vallis saying, you know, he'll use fiscal acumen to find um, ways to spend the city's money better. Mm. Let's talk more about the, the new taxes that Johnson is proposing here. What are they and how much would the average Chicagoan actually feel those increases? So the taxes, one of them is a big business head tax, which would, that's where large companies that do the majority of their work in the city would pay up to $4 a, ta- a tax on each employee. So you hire more people, you pay more in taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnson thinks that would bring in about $20 million in revenue. The city used to have that, but the council eliminated the tax and, um, you know, and it was phased out by 2020. 2014 under Mayor Rahm Emanuel. There's a jet fuel tax that he wants to impose on airlines when they pollute. Um, the real estate transfer tax, which I talked about, um, which would be a one-time, um, you know, tra- transfer tax when properties over a million dollars are sold. Um, and he also wants to quote unquote strengthen the city's hotel accommodations tax. Um, so that's a hotel motel tax. And you know, when you talk about how Chicagoans will feel these taxes, I think Paul Vallis and the business community that supports him would argue that consumers are going to pay that, or you know, consumers are going to feel those taxes when airlines have to, you know, Im- impose those costs onto consumers, um, when hotels have to impose those costs onto consumers. And so you'd kind of see maybe those indirectly, you know, trickle down to consumers. But no, no, you know, Johnson's really trying to shy away from any sort of tax on the individual, you know, resident of the city of Chicago. Yeah. Well, I understand Paul Vallis is pitching this idea that we actually discussed here on Reset a couple of years ago during our series Re- Imagine Chicago, and it's a, a municipal bank. What is that, and, and why is Vallis such a fan? Yeah, so, um, you know, I think Vallis maybe perhaps took a book out of activist Jamal Green's um, plan. Jamal Green was talking a lot about this on the campaign trail um, in the first round. 
And I mean, I would like to think he was just listening to Reset. Yeah. Years ago. <laughs> and took a book out of our, <laughs> a page out of our book. Excuse me. That that is absolutely yeah. what I meant but to go say. On. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this would extend, you know, loans at lower interest rates um, than private sector banks to, you know, the south and west sides to help boost home ownership in those neighborhoods. Um, Johnson hasn't expressed support for the municipal bank, but I think I think he said he said he would be open to that. It's not a specific part of his budget plan. Yeah. Uh, we can't let you go without talking about our pension system. Right. It's a big factor in city budgets. Before we get to each candidate's thoughts, what is the latest on the city's pension crisis? So the the, the city pays about two and a half billion dollars annually to its pension funds. And this is after, you know, climbing up this pension ramp um, that the state of Illinois mandated the city of Chicago to pay into after, you know, decades of the state and the city not, you know, foregoing property taxes, might mm-hmm. I note, and not making adequate pension payments. You know, experts say pension Pension funds should be at 50 percent or higher funded. I think the city of Chicago's total funds are at about 32 percent with some of some of, you know, individual funds like police um, and fire sinking down anywhere between like 19 and 25 percent. And so, you know, we have a long way to go. We climbed this ramp, but our, our pension our pension payment increases by tens of millions of dollars each year. And, you know, that 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 payment is is continuing to grow. Yeah. And we have a long way to go before it's ad- our pensions are adequately funded. And both of these candidates are saying that they will make the required pension payments without raising taxes on all Chicagoans. So how do they plan to do that? I, I mean, we'll is see. Is that realistic? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, we'll see if if, if that's realistic. I <laughs> it think sounds great. Fiscal experts would say that that is that is an extremely difficult thing to do. Um, I spoke to Amanda Cass, an assistant professor at DePaul University's School of Public Service. She researches public finance, um, and she's she said, you know, quote, I, I just would really enforce that part of the reason we're in for the pension system being so underfunded today is tied to keeping property taxes flat for so long. Yeah. And so we can't have it both ways. We can't properly fund the pension system and reduce property taxes. That's an ugly reality. Johnson's saying he's going to find efficiencies in the budget. He's going to, you know, bring in these new taxes on businesses to to do that. Um, Paul Vallis with some other ideas of, of reworking the city's finances. But, Interesting. you know, it's it's easy to say, it's easy for a politician to say we won't raise property taxes and get into office and have to make different decisions. Certainly entertaining to hear. Right. Yeah. WBEZ City Politics reporter Mariah Wolfel, she has been keeping you informed and up to date throughout this election season here in Chicago. And uh, a reminder, 22 days to go until this runoff. Ooh. Ooh. Thank you, Mariah. Thanks.